Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I know it is possible. Because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or an event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire. Who doesn't like a story? So in case you didn't know, my career background is in science and research, specifically immunology. So I study some autoimmune diseases such as diabetes type 1 and also including some cancer research because what we're doing is trying to understand the disease as well as the immune system in various different animal models as well as in clinical trials to have a better approach in creating immunotherapy creating ways to actually use the patient's immune system, reinforce it so that they can actually be better in tre- treating the, the particular disease. Now, when people hear my background, they, they hear that I work in a research lab and specifically it is part of a diabetes center, they start asking me questions, right, about health, how to do things better for themselves and all of that. But let's just remember, okay, that there are two types of diabetes, right? There's diabetes type 1, which is the one that in the past, even now, like it is thought that it's genetic or it is already, um, we are already born with that predisposition, of developing at some point in our lives. And in the past, it used to be thought that it is the type of disease that is developed early in age. You know, when when one is a baby or a child, like really young. And I think, I believe it used to be called uh, diabetes of the, the young people. But now there actually are cases that people can be diagnosed, you know, in their early 30s or including, you know, like late 30s to 40s, depending. There's many factors and I don't want to get into that because that's not really the point. And then there's also diabetes type 2, which is the acquire, is the one that is more uh, based on lifestyle, basically, you know, like lifestyle is not the optimal to support their health. So they, they become diabetic, uh, from diabetes type two. Now there's also what is called the diabetes type three, which was a new way of describing obesity as well as, um, heart disease. We're not going to get into that either, but the main point, I just wanted to clarify that there's different types of diabetes because when people hear me, that I work in a diabetes center, they start asking me questions about their condition, right? So the other day as I'm going into work and I'm, I'm talking to someone at the store and then I mentioned where I worked and, uh, and, and the lady goes, oh my gosh, I was diagnosed with diabetes and I'm doing all of these different things, but it seems like it's not working. I mean, honestly, I'm not a doctor, so all I can do is just listen to them and um, I can talk to them more about the mindset and, and having to do changes there. If they're following a treatment, some sort of, you know, routine regimen with their doctor, I'm not going to say something else. But at the same time, I, I kind of ask them questions about what exactly are you doing? Because after all, I'm also a health coach. That's also my background. So I will, as a suggestion, I will probably say or reinforce certain things, you know, about eating more whole foods, including more nutritious foods, 
you know, getting more into exercise and things like that. So the lady was asking me questions and telling me her story. And through the whole time, she kept saying, um, yeah, like I am diabetic. I am diabetic. I was diagnosed with diabetes type two. And I kept telling her, you know, I'm, I'm, what I do, the scope of my work is diabetes type one, but these are the things that I do know as far as diabetes type two. And, uh, but the, in the whole conversation, she always mentioned my diagnosis or I am diabetic. And like, like she, it almost felt like she really identified herself as that particular disease. And I get it. A lot of us who struggle with our health and we have some sort of condition or we have been diagnosed with something, um, that's really what stays in our mind, right? Like the identification of being or belonging to that category, that label, it happens everywhere, right? It happens with, you know, like someone who, like my example, personal experience, because I hear this a lot, even though I, I am very aware and conscious not to, to use it on myself. When somebody is diagnosed with cancer, right away, the person say, oh yeah, my cancer, I am a cancer patient, I am a cancer, and so on. So they really hold on to that unconsciously. They, they, um, they grab that title or that label, that diagnosis, and almost as uh, take it as if, if it is theirs or that they belong to that category. And then the same thing, you know, people, and I've had many phone calls, many co- coaching sessions with women who are uh, victims of sexual abuse. And again, the same kind of thing. They say, oh, my rape or they want my aggressor and things like that. And almost like, Obviously, people don't do this in a conscious way, like really as if they own it or they or that particular experience or labor or diagnosis is owning them. But the conversation, the dialogue, the language they choose to use, it really, for me at least, because I'm more perceptive and I'm very, um, as an empath, I can perceive the energy of not just the people, but the conversation. That's what comes across. That's how I feel that this person really identifies herself as being under this label of having a diagnosis of filling the blank. So in my conversation with the lady, then we talked about, you know, mindset, because honestly, it all started with her and the the medicine that she had to take and how she didn't like it. And then we went on to getting more healthier habits for her, like things that she can she can actually do a little bit more and feel better about herself as well because she was feeling a little bit bummed that she wasn't seeing changes. But of course, with any kind of disease um, or diagnosis, like it's, it's, there's not going to be a rapid change unless we are committed to it. And we, if anything, the, the very first thing that can improve is our mind. So we talked about that. And so, but I could feel and notice that this lady was very um, uh, holding on to, you know, as if that was uh, a safe place for her to be belonging to that category. Obviously, I say this with a lot of love because I see, again, I see this a lot in the cancer community. Now, speaking of cancer, which is really the main, the reason why I also wanted to talk about this, because... One, I see it a lot. And two, as I, as I told you before, is something that I do not want to identify myself as being a cancer patient or cancer or something. But unfortunately, in this society where we are now, we pretty much live by labels. But I am here to tell you in this podcast episode <laughs> that here's the main message, okay? That a diagnosis is not a label to live by. 
or to identify oneself or yourself, right? It shouldn't be a label. It saddens me sometimes that when patients come out of their doctor office and uh, they say, okay, I'm, I'm told that I have, you know, like heart disease or I have, you know, diabetes or I was diagnosed with cancer or I was diagnosed with uh, depression or anemia or so many things. And then it feels like they, it is a way of identity because they kind of choose that. And I don't mean to say that that is an excuse for them to get away with some things, but it almost feels like it, the the thought or the feeling of owning quote unquote owning because that again it's not a conscious thing um people do but it almost feels like a sense of belonging and as far as one of the rules of the mind and i talked about this before in past episodes about what what it is about our mind what it is about the way we think our beliefs it all has to do with a with a very primal imprinting of our thoughts, of our beliefs at a very young age when we were super little, like tiny, right? Even from the time when we were born. So if at any point in our life, we are not feeling safe, we're not feeling like we belong, we're not feeling the same, it feels like obviously we are, there's a threat, right? Of our survival. That's just a primal instinct, that we don't even think about, but it's all happening in the back of our mind. So whenever that is um, compromised, there's some sort of threat, some sort of fear around it, the mind will create this thought, this belief of um, holding on to what keeps you safe, holding on to what identifies you as something or someone, holding on to what gives you that sense of security because you do belong to something. So when somebody hears, oh, you got this diagnosis, automatically the mind is going to make this believe or think, oh, this is something. <coughs> Excuse me, you guys. Uh, um, let me just remind you, uh, if you haven't noticed, I got a little cold, so I'm a little stuffy and and that's why my, my voice is kind of different. And then also I'm going to have to take a quick little sip, um, uh, tea breaks to just kind of like not have my throat dry out. Hold on a second. All right. Oh my gosh. Please take care of yourself. I don't know how I got this cold, but it's, it's finally going away. It's, it's not a big thing. I don't think, um, it's COVID or anything like that. I think it's just a cold. All right. So, Having a diagnosis, for some people, it is a sense of belonging. For some people, it's, it, and also because everywhere you go, you will hear, you know, like, let's say somebody with heart disease or cancer, right? Like, oh, she has heart disease or she has this type of cancer. Like, they get what some people will call um, a different type of treatment, right? And, and again, I'm, I'm still being very loving and compassionate to everybody because really a lot of this is just uh, subconscious ways of thinking. But I recall very well many, many, many years ago when I was working at a grocery store. So I was part of a customer service uh, type of work. Um, there were some people, again, they didn't do it maliciously, but there were some people that will, uh, quote unquote, use their problem or their health issue at the time to, um, so that 
we in the store, we were a little bit more patient with them or more careful with them or that we gave them a different treatment, basically. And this was this particular lady. She all the time at the beginning when I met her, she was not very nice. And and trust me, like if you know me, you know, I'm a very patient in some ways. <laughs> but of course, at work, I have to be a lot more right, like patient person, super nice, caring, very uh, giving as well, like very talkative, like I will get engaged in conversation and making make them feel good, right? Like have a good experience. And so in at the beginning, when I met her, and I knew about her, because she was a regular at the store, it, this was a grocery store. And so she always was mean like very rude many times like I will be extra nice like hi you know do you need something can I help you with something all she did was complaining so obviously and she was a little older like you know maybe I don't know in her 50s maybe 60s and she will um complain a lot and uh and to anyone it will be like oh my god what is wrong with her right like just oh like I don't want to even help her but I stood around and then um, until one time she was telling me to bag her groceries in a way, like one item per bag. And I was like, oh my God, lady, you're going to walk away with like 50 bags. And then she told me, oh, the reason why is because I have cancer. And I'm like, oh my God. And at that time I already had been diagnosed. So, and then I said, oh, you know, like, um, okay, I'll, I'll make sure that I that I'm extra careful with your items. I'm not gonna make him heavy. So ever since then, that I knew that she had cancer, because she will say it again and again whenever I will see her. Like, oh, can you, you know, help me with this because I have cancer? Um, can you not? Um, or she will ask me about specific items in the store that we didn't have, we ran out of, you know, let's say, I don't know, I can't remember now. Oh, okay, I remember one time she was looking for carrot juice, organic carrot juice that we were out of stock or something. And I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, we don't have it. It's going to be a while. We can get it for now. I don't know what was happening. And then she kept complaining about it. Like, why can't you find carrot, like organic carrot, right, to make juice? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And then I kind of said, like, we do have regular carrot juice. And she's like, oh, my God, it's almost as if I might have said something like completely wrong, like unbelievable. And she kind of like got upset at me and saying, I cannot drink regular, you know, like any type of juice. It has to anything that I eat and drink has to be organic. And she went on to teach me the reasons why, because she was going under this strict regimen for her cancer treatment. And she was very adamant about it. And then, but then she almost took it as if it was offensive, I thought. And then she said, and then at one point she kind of mentioned like, like, what do you want me to get sick? And I was like, oh my God, no, I did not mean that at all. And, um, and then I actually, you know, we talked a little bit more she calmed down and then she said, she can, and then I asked her like, oh, tell me more about your treatment. One, because I was curious. Uh, so I can help her better for next time and, and kind of look out for some things for her. And then also because, again, I was already uh, diagnosed and I also wanted to learn for myself and hear from other people, from their experiences. And that's when I mentioned to her, you know, like I also was diagnosed with this type of cancer. Oh, my God. Once she heard me saying that I was diagnosed, her whole demeanor, her whole from that day, from that day on, everything about her changed towards me. 
She was way more nicer. She was a lot more um, patient with me and the, the people who were working around me if I was at the register. She was super friendly, like even like coming just to say hi if she was just stopping by super quick at the store, like completely different person. And I was like, oh my God. So obviously this, you know, made me think so many different things. Like one, you know, how sometimes when you can relate with someone, specifically when specifically when it has to do with a, a health condition, it kind of makes you feel like you belong to, in this case, a community, right? Like, oh my gosh, she has cancer too too, we can relate. Like she knows, again, these are internal thoughts. It's not like consciously she's thinking I'm going to be her bestie, but unconsciously that's what's happening. Like thinking, wow, we are in the same group. Right. And, and then also it was, I think a way for her to feel that she can, because now we're in the same group that she can confide in me, tell me her things. Um, and also giving me advice, which she did. She sometimes will tell me, oh, guess what? Like I'm trying this new thing, this new type of food. And she will share stories and, and recipes with me because she knew I loved cooking. So it completely changed our relationship, which I appreciated in, because that allowed me to get to know her a lot better and therefore not be judgy because anyone will be judgy right anybody will say oh my gosh what is wrong with that lady like she's not being nice like maybe she should go to another store like I don't want to help her out but then also knowing where she was coming from it was an eye opener right but at the same time kind of sad because imagine her relationship with anyone who is not a cancer patient or cancer touched by cancer can you imagine people that do not take the time to know her and know the, and at that time, I wasn't that aware. I'm talking about, this was like 15 years. No, can't be 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, I can't even, No, wait a minute. Yeah, it was, no, it wasn't 15 years ago. Oh, I'm losing my, my, uh, my memory is not that great. Anyways, so I was quite surprised that this lady completely changed her way of thinking about me and and us basically and so and then also not only that but another thing that kept us uh, I guess in that relationship was the fact that she was getting her treatments in the medical center where I worked so she knew that and we we never met but we even talked about you know getting together because this is like an hour away from from where we lived and uh and yeah like she completely you know changed so what i'm saying is when people get a diagnosis when people get a label a category whatever you want to call it right it completely changes their way of thinking about themselves to the point that it kind of becomes their identity as well as how they see other people or the other way around, how people see them, right? Because they that's really what they were. That's almost like the mask they wear, the uniform they put on every morning. Again, let me remind you, this is more subconscious. It's not like I wake up, because if you listen to me or if you follow me on social media, you probably will see that I'm not talking a lot about cancer. And if I do, I'm going in with the mission. My goal is to to teach people about it, how to live a better life, even if anyone is diagnosed with a life-changing condition, all right? Which I actually, by the way, guys, I'm going to start talking a lot more about it because Spirit is telling me I'm getting all these messages that I haven't really 
talked much about it. And I feel, as I said from the very beginning, day one of my podcast was one of my goals, how I got this hit in changing my life more about changing my life purpose or really more about waking up to it, like realizing this is really my life purpose was because of that cancer diagnosis. So if that's what got me here, uh, part of my service to you guys, to, to everyone out there is to to be here as a support person, to be here and uh, letting everybody know that they are not alone, that there's still a silver lining on the other side. So, so with that, what I'm trying to say is, in a way, I understand that for people having that category over their head, that label over their head, right? Like that diagnosis is a label to them. In a way, it's a way they identify themselves as. But part of me, and I get it, right? Because it, it really, I think we live in this society that is all about labels, which is kind of crazy. It's nuts. But that's just how it's been working. And sometimes it's really tough to break away from that because then you will think, well, how how or what, how do I, I identify myself as, right? We have so many labels. Like one of mine is like, I'm a daughter, I'm a scientist, I'm a researcher, I'm a coach, I'm a friend, like anything could be a label. Anything that, we'll, that we choose to identify ourselves as is a label. But what I'm saying here is that the tricky thing about having a diagnosis or being told that we have something is that we kind of hold on to that because again, as a label, we identify ourselves as that, um, in that case, diagnosis. And so my goal is in a way kind of denormalize that because especially when it comes to conditions like cancer, like let's say, you know, like somebody has arthritis or something else, like, okay, you can deal with it. It's not something that you wake up every day unless it's really, you know, like chronic and it's really painful and, and, um, it's really life changing. That is always a hundred percent, 24 seven present in your mind. But in general, when people, you know, identify, that's why you don't hear me talking or saying, oh yeah, I am a cancer patient. Usually I say I, I was diagnosed or I was told that I have it because here's the thing why I, one of my, my things is to denormalize it is because I, in a way, want to let people know that the type of language that we use is so, so powerful. It's so powerful because really not only is how we identify ourselves as, but also is how we really are, are it's, a, it's a way of owning ourselves, right? Like I would not want to think that cancer uh, owns my life. And that therefore I'm, I'm just stuck with it forever, even if scientifically when it comes to some types of cancer probably it's going to be there but in my mind that's not the story that I'm creating and so people can say oh well you're lying to yourself you know what if that's what I'm doing well it's not killing me at least right if anything is giving me more joy it's giving me more satisfaction about what I do it's creating more abundance in my life oh my gosh I'm going to sneeze so my goal is for all of us to become more aware about the words that we use because they're so, so powerful. Really, it is how we identify ourselves as. It's not just about how we see ourselves, but then also how other people see us. And then always remember, there's always people watching. And I'm not saying as in like, oh my gosh, like people are watching you and judging you or anything like that. But my changing of the meaning of this is 
that people are watching you because they're learning from you. So that, that again, that's another thing, thing about changing the way I think. Like I want to turn most things that are a little negative into something positive. So for me, a much better way that works instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to be judged or people are going to talk about me. What are they going to say about me? I rather think, all right, people probably are listening or watching because they want to learn from me because they want to also change their lives because I feel in my mind and really it's a part it is a way of empowering yourself right that's how I empower myself thinking that what I do is creating a change what I do is inspiring people even if you only change one person that is good enough and if anything it is the best thing you can ever do influence changing someone's life you know it could be anybody in your family any of your friends maybe uh, that's how you will start and then eventually you'll see a, a ripple effect happening so overall again if this is if it if this podcast episode resonates with you number one let me know take a screenshot of this and share it in instagram and tag me at wendy for wellness because i want to know you i want to know who you are and really support you um, and, and help you and share more stories because that's something that is also very inspiring for me. Now, you might think that I'm here only to teach, but honestly, guy, believe me, whenever I connect with people, I'm learning so much from them. And I also want to let them know that they are doing such a great job by sharing their story because not only it is inspiring for me, but I'm sure for so many other people. But also, sh- what was I saying? <laughs> oh my God, I went sideways. So... Um, yeah. Okay. So if this is resonating with you, let me know, but then also pay attention to how you talk to yourself, because I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure you are not the only one. And even better, why don't we actually change the label or the meaning of what we or how we identify ourselves as? Oh my gosh, that's even way better than I just thought about. I'm going to take notes because I want to go back to this topic. Because to be honest, we don't hear so much about the good stuff, right? We don't hear so much about, yes, like I am joyful. I am, you know, so happy and healthy and all the good things. We actually hear people complain about what is happening to them. And it's very understandable because I feel that a lot of people, when they are in a situation that is challenging, that is a struggle, that's when most people get together either to seek support or to offer support, to be there for each other or be somewhat, you know, like empathic towards, you know, that person. And then also there is some sort of, the hidden thing, I feel there's some sort of um, way that being a victim, okay, let's just be honest, like going through some disease is a way of suffering, which equals being a victim, right? Um, like it, it will cause or trigger other people in a different way so that they are treated differently just like the lady in the story i told you about a little while ago so anyway just a few things to think about um so next time when you talk to someone on the streets or even your own family pay attention to what words you're using how are you talking about yourself about your your state of being your health especially because 
today's in general today's topic is more health related so it's more about um how we are seeing ourselves right as if we as in we are seeing ourselves as a healthy person and um and or going through a challenging situation with a positive mindset with optimism or if we're seeing ourselves as someone who is you know in air quotes suffering going through that challenge and not finding a way out or thinking that they're stuck there when we share our struggles specifically when it has to do with health right health related in a way we are um, asking for support emotional support this again could be subconsciously um, so that we find people that could have more empathy towards us. And it's a way, really, and there's nothing wrong with that because we all want to feel part of something, like we belong and that we can be supported. And sometimes it's hard to ask for it. People don't ask. People don't say, hey, I am struggling with this. I need help here. Where can I go? Is there a support group? Is there something that I can do? Most people stay quiet, but it's almost like a passive way of asking for help when they start complaining about what's going on. And and in in a way, it is a little bit easier to get in that behavior when they share that there is a diagnosis, again, you know, above their name, at the end of their name on a piece of paper. So again, just a few things to think about because I feel that um, we should be a little bit more proactive in taking on a more positive approach about this. Um, and the, the words that we use, and if you heard me, you know, quite a few times, probably you've heard the, how I speak about my experience, my, my personal journey with cancer that I often talk about it being just a, a diagnosis or a thing on a piece of paper, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, so far I'm great. Yes, I have so many scary moments, like the most time, and it goes in waves, right? Like you'll hear sometimes like everything is great, amazing, and every, you know, everything is happy. And other times I'm like, uh, which usually in those low moments, I'm kind of like out. I'm not even in social media because I'm kind of going through my own process. But my main thing for you guys to take away today is really bring that awareness into your daily routine and how you speak about yourself, how you see yourself. Because again, how you say of your, how you speak about your diagnosis is really speaking about yourself. And I wouldn't want to think that we are calling in a disease, that we are a disease because no disease owns you. No disease should be a way of identifying yourself right it's just a thing it is just a thing that is there it is for a short amount of time it is taking residence in your body or maybe for a long term who knows because there's there's conditions that you know that we just are chronic and we kind of have to live with it but again the way i see it you can you know borrow it if you want from my story is for me, at least, the cancer is just renting a space in in this body. But I'm the landlord who still has the rules and I'm putting the things down on the table. And it gives me that peace of mind and and, um, and also confidence that empower. It is a way for me to empower myself that I'm the one who still is, quote unquote, in control in a healthy way, not possessive way, not, you know, not in a negative way, of course. So... Let me know if all of this was helpful. Please share this because, again, I do have a very strong feeling that there's people who need to hear this. I, I'm going to bring 
more topics about um, health related, you know, um, topics and also cancer related because I really want to share a little bit more of what I've gone through or other people I know have gone through. And I share here and there sometimes, especially in, in social media or Instagram. But at some time I feel like there could be said more about this and uh and less demystify denormalize you know like peel off all the layers that a lot of us probably have been so used to uh, as we grew up in all ways of thinking and believing all right so feel free you're not so much doing me a favor you're doing a favor to that person who needed to hear this right now in this moment if you are going through a diagnosis if you're going through a challenge whether it's cancer or any other situation just remember how it felt for you at the very beginning. I don't know about you, but for me, it was awful to even think that I was going through this alone. And I knew that I wasn't the only woman um, diagnosed with cancer. But in that, mo- in that moment, nothing even mattered or made sense. No, not one thing that anybody will tell me until I knew that somebody had gone through almost the same experience as me or understood me. And you know what? Going back to what I just told you about labels, isn't it funny that in that in that moment when I was diagnosed, that was a label. Because what I'm telling you about speaking positively, not using those labels, that's something that I had to learn way deep into my healing. That's not something that I knew from the get-go, from the very beginning. So yes, at the beginning, I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I have cancer. And that was a thing about my head. And um, But I got to change the dialogue, right? And I can show you how to do that too. But the thing is, in that moment, yeah, that was the label that I identified myself as. And so for me, it was important to also know, oh my gosh, somebody else has gone through this, which in that sense, I get it. Again, it is a way where people can feel a sense of belonging, a sense of, you know, being part of something together, because that's what keeps people together, going through a same experience right? So I get it. I completely get it. And that, especially I get it when that is the beginning of someone's journey. But there is a point, right? Like, let's say like a year in, you know, five, 10 years in it, like you pretty much have gone that, if you have gone that far, you've done amazing already. So let's peel off that, that label. We don't need that category anymore. It was useful at the beginning so that we could find our people, right? If that's what you wanted to do or that what was inspiring or what probably should happen, especially when there is a chronic situation and there, you know, it's best to have support. But once you get that, you know, you don't need that anymore. And then you can call yourself as something else. So hopefully all of this is making sense, guys, because I do feel that again and again, this is also bringing awareness about how we speak about ourselves and our health and our bodies and our minds. All right. So again, share this, give it to your friends, share in social media, because I think it's really um, something that more people should be talking about and not have the fear. Of, of saying what they want to say about this topic all right so i love you all i'll see you again soon